You're listening to The Sauropod, and I'm Shrishma Naik. And I'm Catherine Sherlock. And I'm Justin Zeppa. And this is The Snooze. This is The Snooze. Sauropod News. And now, here's the latest from yesterday. Reporting to you live via recording from a kitchen in the North Atlantic, it's Suropod News. We now hand you over to our snooze desk and Justin Zeppa. Whoa! Thank you, Catherine Sherlock! There she is! She came back. I don't know why, but season four, she showed up and she said, Hey, I need a drink, I need a pizza, and then I'm ready to pod. Yeah, I was mainly the pizza. It was mostly the pizza you came over. (laughs) We promised you pizza, lured you over. I showed up with my little laptop and was like, are you ready to do the thing? (laughs) And you said, well, I've already come over. So there it is. But you know what, Catherine? Oh, how are you, by the way? Good. How has your sabbatical been since season three ended? You've had a couple of weeks off. Yes. I know you were off uh, traveling the globe. Mm -hmm. Where where did you go? What did you do? Well, yeah, just... um, Obviously, traveling the globe in my sitting room. Yeah. Yes. Picking out tile. Uh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Congrats. Yes, thank you very yeah. much. There's probably a new bathroom happening at some point. Hello. Mm. I don't know. <laughs> okay. We got the siren drop. Why wouldn't we use it? Can I take control of the... Who's that girl? That's Trishman Naik. Hey. There she is. What's up, I think you need some. I think you need some kind of like some louder... What else you got? Siren. Oh, we need like a klaxon. We need a, mm-hmm. uh, some kind of like a proper, hurric- yeah. tornado siren. Yeah, yeah. Like, proper warning sounds. Yeah, yeah. That would be good. We can get that. Um, what's up? Trishman Ike, what's up? What kind of tile you been picking out lately? Well. <laughs> <laughs> Hello. Could be a euphemism. Could you be. decide. Well. Yeah. Looking at some pipe. <laughs> <laughs> Hello. <laughs> Trishy Boo's out there and loving every minute of it. <laughs> Shrishma, how are you? Good? I'm good. You feeling good? How are you guys doing? <sighs> Glad to be back. Just ready to snooze it up. It's a real pleasure. I heard you've got something new in store for us. We do. Mm-hmm. Well, as you know, we, we kind of teased this on the Halloween special, the yes. spectacular, right? Season four kickoff. Right, exactly. And when we traveled back to, if you recall, medieval times. Mm-hmm. And we made a promise to ourselves and to the audience, but mostly to ourselves, that look, we have this U.S. election coming up. It's probably going to be a real fucking disaster one way or another. No matter which way the the votes swing, it's not going to be pretty. Mm -hmm. So during that time, if things are not pretty, as we suspected, we're getting the fuck out of 2020. Mm. Because who needs it, right? It's been a terrible year. And we can. So why not? And we can because we have access to the rock and roll time machine. We'll be making use of that later today because guess what? The election happened, and while the results were what we wanted, for the most part, uh, it's still a shit show. So, mm-hmm. and that lingering fart in the baggy suit still sits in the White House of the United States people, and until that motherfucker's out of there, we're not going to be here. We're, right. we're traveling. We're getting out of here. So, we're going to... Go back to a, a, a mystical time. Mm. If I could draw this out a little bit. Um, do we have any other old business to take care of before we get into this? No, I don't think so. Nothing new has been going on no. that the world needs to know about beyond... COVID? I mean, mm. COVID still exists. Right. Joe Biden, Kamala Harris, big ups. Yeah. Very exciting. Iceland's very excited about it. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I felt... Uh, 
uh, a rush of elation <laughs> that magical Saturday for like an hour <laughs> until right. <laughs> until things kind of played out the way that they're playing out. Uh, but it was nice to have that rush for that hour. It was really good. But otherwise, still a shit show. Right. So we're going to go to a time I like to call November 17th dot 20. But wait, wait. 1920. Okay. Are you guys ready for this? I'm very Listen, curious. we're going back to yeah. November. Okay, the I'm Roaring gonna, Twenties. Uh, indeed, yeah, right? that's right. That's right. The start of the Roaring Twenties. Right. Um, you want to bring a jacket though, because it's still November, right? Mm. So please do that. And then I'm gonna we're gonna get into the rock and roll time machine, and we'll ask you to fasten your safety belt because it is kind of a crazy ride. So okay. just uh, make sure you're ready, seated, get comfortable. Just a moment, and we'll just. Uh, Are there um, meals on this trip? And yeah, this tri- oh, it's provided. Gosh, I mean, that's uh, we probably should bring some supplies. Some 1920s, uh, I think Cheetos were just in their infancy okay. at that point. So if you need okay. something like that, we should bring it back with us. Okay. So do we have a physical location in mind? Or? We do. I will reveal it. Oh. Right after we travel into the fourth dimension. <laughs> Okay, how was that for <laughs> oh everybody? God. Well, I feel really quite refreshed. Yeah, now. well, that'll do that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Wheezy. Um, we, I don't think we've really used the rock and roll time machine for more than two people. So, I mean, that's. Oh, I'm glad maybe. we all made it apparently in one piece. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we were kind of like squished in. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You can uh, unbuckle at this point. I mean, it's just 1920s, so oxygen is the same as it was in our time. So we can breathe freely. No masks required or anything like that. Mm. Unfasten your safety belts. Let's step out into the wilderness. And if you take a look around you, you'll notice that we're in the outskirts of a little place I like to call Great Falls, Montana. What? Gosh. <laughs> That's a bit nice. I mean, I never thought I'd visit Montana. Is what I say. Um, you'll notice that we still have drop access. If you check your phones, which I know you've brought with you, uh, you'll notice we still have internet access. That's because the Rock and Roll Time Machine is a hotspot. Oh, it has Wi-Fi. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we can't really... The thing is, because of space-time continuum and the right. fabric of the cosmos and all that, we can't really let people know back now that we have a rock and roll time machine. So we're going to just hide it out in the outskirts here. And it's got a, a, a sort of um, a technology that disguises it as a, as a giant boulder. Okay. So okay. we're going to... Doc Brown meets Lord of the Rings. Yeah, something like that. Okay. Exactly. Okay. That's exactly so, so who we're ripping off. we know which boulder we're getting well, to? Well, that's a great question, Catherine. Uh, we have a, a key fob, obviously. Oh. And so we can just sort of do that when we go out to the uh, this so-called parking lot of boulders. We can find our boulder, okay. hop in, get the fuck out of here. All right. Because it is 1920. It is 100 years ago. Mm. 100 years ago now, back now. Right. Uh, so we don't necessarily want to stay here for very long, but we do want to walk into town and just check it out. Is it a long walk? I mean... Mm, uh, you know, it'll take as long as it takes for me to get you caught up on what's happening in 1920. Okay. So while we walk here... Let me just uh, fill you in on wh- like where we're at. Let's contextualize, right? We love some context. We want to find out what we're gonna, what we're in for when we go into Great Falls, Montana. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've never been to Montana myself. Any of you guys been to Montana? No. no? Yeah, okay. I mean, it's Big Sky Country. They okay. call it. So because you, you, 
It's yeah. like flat land. It's uh, something like that. Yeah. I mean, we'll take a look around you. I mean, yeah. what do you see? A I think huge, it's quite magnificent. Yeah. Panoramic, you know? And my eyes are still adjusting. Yeah, well, right. And it's also uh, a chill 44 degrees, which uh, I guess in your language is four and a half degrees, I believe. So mm. it's not as cold as it was in Iceland today, but it's yeah. still chilly. You mean 100 years ago? Or 100 years, years later. 100 years, yeah. Hundred years from now, from now, it will be minus eight that morning. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but right now, it's a uh, sort of a, you know, it's jacket weather. Yeah. But you're not freezing your nuts off. You know what I mean? Speak so, for yourself. Well, <laughs> that's right. Uh, so the year 1920. Let me just give you a rundown of what's happening right. around the globe at this point. You know, it's been a very busy year. So back in January. The Treaty of Versailles took effect, officially ending the First World War, mm-hmm. or as we call it in the United States, World War One. Mm-hmm. Um, so this is, in, in we all I think should know that the First World War ended in 1918. So we've been sifting through the results of the First World War, also known as the Great War right. at this point, the War to End All Wars, which yeah, clearly in theory, it, it did, was meant to. right? Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's taken two years, but we finally got there. Okay. And uh, it's taken effect. I got, guys, I got a good feeling about it. You know, just between you the and me. The treaty or the, the treaty of Versailles. Okay, you have a good feeling about the treaty. I think it's the peace of all peace. You know, I think it's. Uh, yeah. Was this was this uh, old who? <laughs> <laughs> who was the, who was the president at this time in your in this wonderful country? Oh, great question. I think it's well, nineteen twenty. Would it be an election year? Uh, it's a great thing that we have the hotspot uh, because we can check check out U.S. president. It would have been Woodrow Wilson before then. Okay. Um, let's see here. President Woodrow Wilson still president. Okay. And was it Uncle Churchill? Uh, no, this would be pre-Churchill. Uh, I don't know who was prime minister in 1920. Goodness. Uh, let's see. UK prime minister. 1920. David Lloyd George. I do not. Don't know who that is. Is he on any kind of uh, currency or something like that? Did he make a name for himself? Clearly not. Clearly not. <laughs> we're, we're in the dark. Uh, DLG? Eh. Nah? Okay. Yeah. I mean, he didn't have, uh, apparently didn't have, uh, what was it? Who's the other guy? The, uh, peace in our time gave away Czechoslovakia to, uh, to Hitler. What's his name? Um, Chamberlain? Is it Chamberlain? I mean, that was a real cock up, you know, like that was, you can't give Hitler anything. He'll just take it. And once you, you know, just takes and takes and takes, right? There's no limit. Yeah. But that's years from now. So we're not going to worry about that. Uh, anyway, so we'll, we'll, we'll tell them. Should we tell them? Uh, I don't want to upset no, things. No, yes, time continues. They need exactly. to l- learn these lessons, you know. That's but the, a it's part of it. It's for us to be able to learn the lessons that we clearly have. Right. Which so we, we're here for educational purposes. Well, part of the reason we've come back here is because, I mean, for me personally, all I know is that, uh, as of last count, about 73 million people went out of their way to vote for something that is very unhealthy for right. democracy. Understood. And so I kind of feel like, you know, compelled to go back and see where we where we come from. You know, like how do we get to where we're at? I got you. 
Now, this is not like our travels through time will not be limited to the United States. Right. Just to be aware. Just, but just to start. Let's go. Today, cool. we're in Montana, you okay. know? Uh, other things happening this year, uh, January 17th, Prohibition in the U.S. begins. Oh, no. With the oh, 18th what? Amendment. Hey, yeah, okay. Pass that whiskey. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. But did we, so this is what, did we bring our own? Well, we did, but we did. here's what I think we should probably do is... Uh, Hide it? Pour out, uh, you know, like your Mountain Dew, and we'll put the whiskey yeah. in the Mountain Dew bottle, something like that. Okay, mm-hmm. But did they have Mountain Dew in the 1920s? I don't, I don't think so. We can't date ourselves. So, God, what's the better, what's the, you know, let's weigh our risks here. Being seen with whiskey, being seen with Mountain Dew, it's tough, okay. you know. Okay. Yeah, I but I mean, Coca-Cola exists, right? It does, yes. Okay, there we go. This is tough. We've got some Cokes in the, yeah, in the cooler. Obviously, we loaded up the cooler in the Rock and Roll, the Rock and Roll Time Machine cooler. Absolutely. Comes with it. Standard. Standard issue. Uh, cup holders, obviously, <laughs> everywhere. So, so many it, cup holders. It, uh, so we've got the Coca-Cola without the cocaine, or? Mm, that's another great question. Mm. Um, Maybe let's we should see. take some Coca-Cola back when or forward. did cocaine <laughs> <Sorry>. leave <laughs> Coca-Cola? Are we getting blow drinks? <laughs> Cocaine was derived from the coca leaf and the caffeine from cola nut. I mean, it's really convenient that Dr. Wikipedia still exists I'm glad uh, across the circuits of time, you know. Mm-hmm. By 1903 or thereabouts, it was eliminated from the recipe. Uh, okay, okay. So just missed it. We will not be tweaking we'll on Coca-Cola. Short detour to 1903. Okay. We could, maybe on the way back, we'll okay. hit that. Right. Uh, let's see. February 24th of this year, uh, some uh, rabble-rouser we've already mentioned... Adolf Hitler presents his National Socialist Program in Munich to the German Workers' Party, the Deutsche Arbeiterpartei, which renames itself as the Nazi Party. Okay. So this is where that shit begins. So obviously this raises some moral quandaries. Should we go back to February and kill Hitler or, you know, Hitler's... Before then, Hitler's grandfather, that kind of thing. But space-time continuum. Space-time continuum. That's all we've got to hide behind. That's all. That's it. The mm-hmm. fabric, people. The fabric. This is it. I mean, Star Trek taught as well. Yeah. Right? Was that a... How did how did Kirk handle that? How did Picard handle that? Was it hands-off? Well, I think Kirk would have been hands all over, as was his way. <laughs> he would have been. Punching and groping and doing his, all <laughs> oh, kinds yeah, of things. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Get into all kinds of... Picard would have been thinking and yeah, philosophizing. Yeah, he would, he would have been hands-off, for sure. Yeah. Um, in April of this year, the Spanish flu ended with an estimate between 17 million to 50 million dead. So, 100 years ago, mm. the last pandemic. Um, 70 million. 17, 17 to 50 million. To 50. Well, yeah, that's, yeah. That's good numbers. Really good numbers. Especially considering... Population of the globe at that point was about half, probably, of yeah, yeah. what it is today. Yeah. Half. I just made. I just made that up. I mean, sounds reasonable. It sounds. It's. It's much less than it was today. <laughs> I guess we should just, for the sake of due diligence, we'll look it up. Uh, okay. Global population. Nineteen twenty. And what are we at right now? About seven billion. Seven to 7. eight billion. 5. 7.5. Estimates of historical world population. This says uh, hmm, 1.86 billion. Wow. That can't be right. Yeah. It's like less than half. We will cut out most of this. Now I'm just curious. Okay. That's terrifying then. That's actually genuinely terrifying. Times 
Seven. That's some exponential shit happening. Oh, yeah. World population, 1920. World population by year, worldometer. Okay, here we go. Worldometer. Here we go. In 1927, 2 billion. What? 1900, 1.6 billion. So, yeah, we're at about 1.8 and change. Huh. So, consider... 50 million people out of that? It's huge. That's that is yeah. huge. Sure, somebody Yay. can do the math on that, but it's much larger than that would be today. That's that's a big number. So just to put things into perspective, I guess, for us, complaining about having to sit on our couch all, all mm-hmm. year. May 2nd of this year, the first game of Negro National League Baseball is played in Indianapolis, Indiana. Are you familiar with this at all? I've, I've heard about these, but I, you know, I didn't... Like, of course, in the United States, uh, if you're a black person, you are considered subhuman at this point. So you're not allowed to play baseball with the crackers. So mm. you had to have your own baseball league. Um, Which did better than the... Well, it's... I mean, the players were awesome. Right. You know, but... Uh, they really make money, I suppose. It was hard to make money. Although they were very popular for what they were... But just yeah. like there's no infrastructure yeah, in the yeah. same way... With the major yeah. leagues, I guess. So, uh, basically, there's a, a school of thought of which I am also a part that says before integration, like that part of baseball history, the official part, kind of goes out the window because it's not really a fair playing ground for anybody. So, that's my little two bits around that. Uh, May 16th, canonization of Joan of Arc. Ooh. What does that mean? She became a, a saint. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know Joan of Arc, right? I mean, I know that they shot an apple off her head. No. Ooh, no, that's William Tell's son. (laughs) Yeah, and many hundreds of years difference Uh, in time. uh, Interesting take. (laughs) (laughs) Now, I guess I'm curious as to why you think surviving somebody shooting an apple off your head would qualify you for sainthood. In the eyes of the church. I mean, white people, man. (laughs) (laughs) This is true. You have a point. Yeah. I I really thought, okay, for some reason, when you guys said Joan of Arc. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. This is what I thought. It was like she got an apple shot. No. I have no reason. I don't don't know who she is. That's interesting. It's it's interesting. No judgments. Who cares? Joan of Arc, that was at least 100 years ago, right? Probably more so. so. She was just canonized this year. What did she do? So Joan of Arc was... She led a a religious revolution in in France in the... About 800 or something like that? medieval, whatever, dark ages even, I'm not sure. Yeah, back when uh, England and France were a constant war with each other. She was like, uh, she was very young, a nun or something. She was an innocent. Okay. Yeah, so basically she heard God Mm. and basically put on armor and then led... Let the army. I was only off by about 600 years. We're looking at the 1400s. 1400s mm-hmm. for Joan of Arc. Okay. But yeah, she had an epiphany, mm-hmm. got, a, got a message, and uh, led her people no to idea. a famous victory, and then I think a famous defeat, perhaps. Yeah, was she burnt or something? She was, she she was there been, some actually. like witchness involved? Yeah, this is. She probably probably people stopped believing that she was hearing Ooh. the voice of God, and maybe it was the devil, and uh, she probably got burnt. And okay. due to that suffering, the, you know, the the church probably weighed that against you know um, 
if you have an epiphany, a religious epiphany, uh, it doesn't matter how you go down, eventually the church will pick you back up again. Okay. I, yeah. I think is the way that works. Basically, you've just got to suffer a, a lot, lot in order to be a, safe, uh, mm-hmm. a saint. Yeah. Uh-huh. Like, like, uh, wasn't there St. Bartholomew or something? You got his like, skin flayed off. Oh, kind of business. <laughs> anyway, something. Maybe we'll like have that. to go see that yeah, in yeah. future episodes. Mm-hmm. Curious. Uh, Joan, uh, by the way, described the scene. Eyewitnesses described the scene of the execution by burning mm. on 30th of May, 1431, tied to a tall pillar at the Vieux Marche in Ruin. I bet there was an apple. No. Well, mm. someone might be eating one, but like not on the top of a head. No. <laughs> <laughs> well, how did you pronounce uh, that? What's that? Ruin. Ruin. Ru- uh, I think I pronounced it ruin. Yeah. Ruin. <laughs> Dancing in ruins. Uh, they then burn the body twice more to reduce it to ashes and prevent any collection of relics and cast her remains into the Seine River. The executioner. Joffroy Therage later stated that he, quote, greatly feared to be damned for he had burned a holy woman, unquote. Mm. And apparently that was enough for the church. They canonized her in 1920. Over 30,000 people attend the ceremony in Rome, including 140 descendants of Joan of Arc's family. Wow. Po- Wait, if she was a nun, how'd she have family? Mm. Brothers and sisters. Yeah. Oh, I, I guess. Okay. Yeah, I don't, I don't believe that she produced any heirs directly but that was like that was quite some deliberation deliberation oh over the canonization yeah yeah slow down uh church (laughs) i guess but do you know um if fast forward to 2020 the church kind of accepted like gay marriage recently or like same-sex marriage yeah which church the catholic like Hmm. the church the t- <laughs> capital T, capital C. The, the cult one? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Or the Pope did. Um, I believe something like that happened. I don't uh, I don't get the Pope's newsletter myself, but I think I recall I seeing it. a headline. Oh, did you got it? Okay. Mm. Of course, if you want to learn more. Hotline. He calls you out right. Hey, shush. Sound in. Smoke signals. He's <laughs> sending up little puffs up the chimney in the Vatican. <laughs> And of course, if you'd like further knowledge on Joan of Arc, I refer you to the holy historic text of Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. You have okay. sank my better ship. That's right, death. Um, July 31st, France prohibits the sale or prescription of contraceptives. Of course they do. What, uh, I wonder why that happened. Catholic Church. Was it the church again? More they wanted, to, they wanted uh, to contribute to this Every, every sperm is sacred, right? <laughs> That's right. <laughs> <laughs> if a sperm is wasted, God gets quite irate. Can <laughs> holy text. Uh, August twentieth of this year, the first commercial radio station in the United States, oh. 8MK, also known as WWJ, begins operations in Detroit. Paving the way for the future of podcasts to come. Yeah. Mm. It is owned by the Detroit News, the first U.S. radio station owned by a newspaper. Wow. WWJ. Detroit. Isn't that your hometown? It is. Yeah, of course. And I did not know that. Mm. So we are the home of radio. I knew we were the home of rock and roll. (laughs) Because every time a band comes through Detroit, I'm sure this is the only city that they do this in. They're like, you know what, everybody? They're on stage. They're doing stage banter, right? As you do, you work in the crowd. Every time we come to Detroit, we say to ourselves, this is the best motherfucking rock and roll town in the world. And every time Detroit goes, whoa, you're right. 
Is it though? <laughs> yeah. Well, they believe okay. it, so it is. It's the home of rock and roll. Okay. Sure. Uh, Kiss wrote a song about it called Detroit Rock City. Okay. It goes something like this. You guys gotta check it out. It's good. Catchy. I'll take your word for it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, August 20th. I'm sorry, what? Neener. Good one. (laughs) Um, And to learn more about the history of Detroit rock and roll, of course, I would refer us to an episode. We did an episode of Reykjavik tonight. We talked about I think we did. Kid Rock was involved, the Kid Rock episode. Oh, yeah. yeah. Mm. One year ago. We're not, we're anti Kid Rock, pro regular rock. Right. Mm. And also pro Bob Rock, who was the producer of Metallica for many years. Just as a side, you know, as for, if we're going to be judging The Rocks, okay. I just want to come down officially. What about on. The Rock Johnson? The Rock? Yeah, pro The Rock. Mm. Pro Dwayne The Rock oh, Johnson. We're not pro Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Mm. What's the issue? Uh, just no. Is it the eyebrow? Mm. It's right. a hard yes for me. Is it, <laughs> is it the second Jumanji movie? <laughs> Swipe right. Somebody <laughs> hand. <laughs> Hot right. Catherine, will you give one of those Mountain Dews to Trishma? She is thirsty. She's all right, eager love. Thanks. All right. Okay, August 26th of this year, the 19th Amendment to the United States Constitution was ratified, guaranteeing women's suffrage. So. Yay. Uh, women in America could finally vote. Mm. Or at least it was ratified this year. Maybe not this year they could vote, but in the future they would be able to vote. Yeah, when there's some kind of like voices trying to say that their wives sh- should only be voting the way that the husbands were voting, that's always and that kind the of case. shit. Yeah, it's always been the case. Yeah. Yeah. Um, September 5th of this year, Mahatma Gandhi launches the non-cooperation movement in India with the goal of obtaining independence from British rule. Mm. Cool. Fair. Yeah, he yeah Fair. he did a lot of that stuff. Now, if I'm not mistaken, that didn't happen until when was this? 60s, 40, 50s, 50s? 1947. Late 40s. 47. Oh, okay. All right. August 15th. Mm, right. 1947. Wow. Okay. You just taught me something. <laughs> I would hope. I would. I think I would disappoint a lot of people if I did not know that date. You deserve. Thank you. <laughs> um, okay. And November 21st of this year which hasn't technically happened yet from where we're standing, but like what will be happening in a couple days, the Irish War of Independence, Bloody Sunday. The Irish Republican Army on the instructions of Michael Collins, a.k.a. Liam Neeson, as we all know, shoot dead the Cairo gang, uh, 14 British undercover agents in Dublin, most in their homes. Later this day, in retaliation, the Auxiliary Division of the Royal Irish Constabulary opened fire on a crowd at a Gaelic Athletic Association football match in Croke Park, resulting in 14 deaths, oh, poetic, with 60 wounded. Three men are shot this night in Dublin Castle while trying to escape, so they say. Um, December 23rd of this year, though, what's going to happen is the Government of Ireland Act of 1920, passed by the Parliament of the United Kingdom, receives royal assent from George V, our current sovereign, apparently, providing for the partition of Ireland into Northern Ireland and Southern Ireland with separate parliaments granting a measure of home rule. Not too much. You get a little bit. Mm. You can kind of pretend that you're free to make your own decisions. We'll, we'll allow that. 
I'm the king. <laughs> and also, sometime this year, there's no exact date, but this approximate year, apparently, the HIV-AIDS pandemic almost certainly originates in Leopoldville, modern-day Kinshasa, the capital of the Belgian Congo. Wow, okay. So, food that's, for thought. That's a really long time ago for it not to become... Because AIDS didn't become a thing till the 90s. Yeah, it was, like it was the early it was, 80s, late okay, 70s. Yeah. Okay. It really blew up into... Yeah, I think it probably took a while if we got out there and slowly. Cause, and, then, and then there was like culture change. Yeah, you know? okay. I guess people were like... Different sort of attitudes to sex. <laughs> Busy raising our population by like... <laughs> times, times seven. Times seven, yeah. <laughs> um... Okay, so anyway, I mean, you take a look around. We've uh, we've talked ourselves. But what's, but what's happening in Montana? Well, we've, we, I mean, we're downtown in Great Falls. Take There's no alcohol. Okay. Yeah, uh, no alcohol. Uh, is there some Great some Falls somewhere? I mean. I mean, we've got alcohol. Oh, there are Great Falls around Great Falls. Uh, the Where Great Falls is located, there are actually several waterfalls in the surrounding uh, areas coming from, I believe, the Missouri River. Oh. Missouri. Missouri. Yeah. So, uh, in Great Falls, as we walk through downtown here, which is, you know, looking like a kind of borderline Old West type of town, really, because it's only 1920. I mean, the West is still pretty wild at this point. Uh, this, uh, my understanding of Great Falls is that this is, uh, it's known for being uh, a bit of a copper town. Okay. Mm. Copper. Uh, they have uh, smelters. They're known for smelting copper, refining it, and all that. Uh, the, the, I think the company's name is the Anaconda Copper something. Uh, yeah, Anaconda Copper, um, which is a, a bunch of, I think it was at a certain point, the fourth largest company on the planet. And currently, this year, 1920, uh, Great Falls is kind of a big deal because last year, they completed and started using what is still today and will be for the next uh, 17 years or so the tallest smokestack in the world. What does a smokestack do? Chimney? Yeah, it's uh, chimney, yeah. Okay. So, think about that. I mean, that's historic. You know, you take road trips sometimes, you see uh, the largest ball of yarn, you know, these roadside pit stops, that kind of thing. I Giant rocking think chair. That a short stack. What is it? Smoke stack. Is something that I would. Um, they were measuring them. Okay. And uh, uh, of course, right? Aren't they who's, always right? Who's cut the biggest? <laughs> <laughs> it's an obsession. Well, from the year 1919 to 1937, the anaconda. I mean, come on, well, the anaconda. anaconda exactly right. <laughs> Unless you smelt stacks. Uh, yeah. Right. <laughs> Smelter Stack, Anaconda, Montana, USA. Smelter Stack. <laughs> Tallest chimney built of bricks. <sighs> Ladies. Yes. We're sorry. in 1920. <laughs> what? Bad, like, dirty jokes aren't allowed? Maybe you guys start the Roaring Twenties. <laughs> maybe. maybe. I mean, we're already... <laughs> We're already having some yeah, road with a, pops. With a, maybe like a, with a crazy fashion. Right. People are giving us <laughs> some strange looks now. <laughs> um... So what we're going to do here is we're going to pop into... I think we should pop into a restaurant. Okay. I'm going to... We're going to check out what the snooze is, right? Okay. So we'll, let's just step into the lobby and see if maybe... Oh, we got, it looks like we got a paper here. Let's grab that and then let's... Uh, check take out a, the news. Yeah, take a seat and just enjoy the news. I mean, should we order... 
Yeah, what the tea? hell do you what do you order at the tea. I don't know if they have tea out here, Catherine. I don't know if they've really? heard of tea. Yeah. Tea they must have done. It's the twenties for God's sake. I mean the Montana? Indian I mean, I'm pretty sure tea would have made it. Okay. We can ask him for tea. Hey. Hey. Uh <laughs> <laughs> Can I get a tea uh tea over here for just a black tea? Is that yeah, that's fine. Yeah. Morning thunder or something like that. Oh, a bit of lemon. Okay, mm-hmm. tea and lemon that's over cool. here. You a Coca Cola over here? I'll take a Coca Cola too, and I'll take a, a glass too with rocks. Fill it up with like half Coca Cola. Just leave the rest. Yeah, empty. For just two of those. Mountain Dew. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, Mountain Dew. Kind of a puzzled look. <laughs> don't worry about. It. Don't worry about it. We'll just be over here. Just read the paper. Good to see you. All right. Okay, you guys, are you ready? Mm. Catherine Sherlock. What? What is today's snooze situation? File under snooze dossier type. A hundred year old news from Montana. Useful and otherwise. <laughs> That's right. Let's get into it. I bet you they were like fight, like searching for ghosts and shit. Some like Ghostbuster. Well, yeah, there's gonna be some paranormal. They could have been kind of sciencey shit happening. Mm. Okay, so we're looking at Great Falls Daily Tribune as our paper for the day in its thirty second year of operation. It says in the uh, the old masthead there. Um, the price. Five cents. Mm. I think we can afford it. I think we're worth it. Let's just uh, browse the front page here and see what we've got going on in November of 1920. Okay. 16 men are trapped by bad fire raging in a Kentucky mine. Uh Uh-oh. Fire starts at only opening to the colliery. Colliery. Anybody? I think it's the entrance to the mine. Okay. It is, yeah, yeah. No chance for miners to escape. Erlington, Kentucky, November 16th. Fire near the opening of the Arnold Mine, one half mile east of here, has entrapped 16 men, and with the conflagration growing in extent, little hope is held of rescuing them. The fire, discovered late this afternoon, was started from defective electric wiring in a room near the opening and quickly spread. The mine is a drift mine with no shafts, making rescue possible only through the one opening. This is some real inside mine. I don't like, it's kind of scary. Yeah, it sounds like a nightmare. Yeah, Uh, genuinely trapped. Mm. The men entrapped, three white men, and 13 Negroes, because again, oh, we have yeah. to call them out. We got to identify that. I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, this again, we're, we're here to locate problems. <laughs> Maybe this is one of them, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and again, this is your newspaper. Are three miles back from the entrance at nine o'clock Tuesday night when the fire had been raging seven hours. Mine officials held little hope of rescuing the entombed miners alive. It was feared that they were dead due to suffocation. Rescue workers, however, expressed the belief that the men might still be alive. The opening of the mine caved, thus shutting off air and allowing less smoke to escape from the fire, making the plight of those inside more precarious. I think that's the end of the article. That's what? <laughs> but I must say, like, I feel like for articles back in the day, they were yeah. pretty short. I don't think they were as descriptive as 
Yeah, I think that's why, you know. In our times. I think the policy is we're just going to browse the paper. Right. We're not going through, right. uh, you know. And it was very, like, informative. Mm-hmm. For example, okay, here's another headline here. 1920. Butte Man murders, you know, Butte, Montana. Oh. oh no, okay. Okay. What did you think? Like, beautiful. Scotland. Oh, Butte. He's a Butte. In, it's a place. Some hottie oh. murders a... Okay. Right. Butte man murders a school teacher and kills himself. Oh. Anaconda. So we know Anaconda is part of the smelting area, so it's got to be around Great Falls, close by. Mm. This was November 16th, yesterday. There's a lot of death going on. Mm, yeah. Lady school teacher? Thomas Marin shot and killed Miss May yeah. D. Ugh, crime of... May D. Passion. A school teacher here. And after firing a shot at the girl's mother... Drew a bottle of poison from his pocket, swallowed the contents, and died almost instantly. Why didn't he shoot himself? That's the end of the article. <laughs> wow. Talk about that, short no, and sweet. That took some planning. You know, in, ni- in 2020, we have whole articles about TikTok witches. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> right. Uh, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. This is a great point. Yeah, yeah, We're learning yeah, yeah. so much already. <laughs> So I, I feel like I appreciate journalism of the 1920s. Oh, so much more. <laughs> you like yes. the brevity? Yes. And yeah. concise. J- j- just give me something real. Right. And also this happened yesterday. Right. News was really snoozy just as a policy. I mean, news was snooze back then. So mm-hmm. they were just waiting for yeah. dude to come in his Model T or whatever with like, oh, yeah, by the way, we learned this, this and this. Yes. And then three and days later, they, they've lined up all the, the typesetting and everything mm-hmm. and they can print what actually fucking happened. Yeah. yeah. Uh, let's see what else we have going on around here. Um, let's see. Okay. Is there like a, are there different sections in the newspaper? There are. We will be, uh, we'll we'll kind of flip through here. Here's another, okay, front page news, right? Okay. Reward of $5,000 offered for arrest of Denny Chester. (laughs) Alleged murderer believed to be badly injured from leap through window. Wow. This is in uh, Kansas City, Missouri, November Mm. uh, November 16th. So again, yesterday. Hitting all the murder beats, all the the crime beats. Murder and crime, making the front page. Uh, As always, the Law Enforcement Association, an organization of citizens, offers a reward of $5,000 for the capture of Dennis Chester, who escaped from a train late Sunday near Broken Bow, Nebraska. While being brought here from Great Falls, Montana. Okay, so there is a Great Falls Mm -hmm. connection. Interesting. To answer a charge of murder in connection with the killing of Miss Florence Barton, a society leader, the night of October 2nd. So, ladies, your ladies in uh, Great Falls, Montana... We have to have our wits about us, mm. is what this comes down to. There's a very good it's chance. Not safe. I mean, mm. not much has changed, I suppose. Mm. A lot of murders for this in small town. Years. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right? Still not safe for ladies. Crazy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, let's see. With the arrival here Tuesday of the coach from which Chester escaped while under guard of a city detective, officials turned their attention to ascertaining how it was possible for Chester to have broken the two glass compartments of the window, each of which was three sixteenths of an inch thick. Three sixteenths of it. <laughs> I mean, that doesn't seem very. Am I wrong in saying that? That doesn't seem That's very thick. Yeah, that, and it's, kick it, right through it, that. Let's face it; it's not going to be reinforced or anything. I mean, it's the twenties. <clears throat> what did they know about? It? And it was probably real glass too. Yeah, I mean, right. plastic is nothing. Yeah. Yeah. 
Okay, so we have a subheading here. Bloodstains found. Uh, according to E.E. E. Beasley, the city detective in charge of the prisoner when the escape was made, Chester went through the window a few moments after the train had pulled out of Broken Bow. Officials expressed the belief that Chester had been badly injured when he went through the window and to substantiate their theory pointed to bloodstains found beneath the window. So maybe he scraped his knee or mm. sat on a ketchup packet or something like that. I don't know. Uh, it was their theory that the man who had been picked up by Confederates and hurried away. Oh, that the man had been... Yeah, okay. Local police had said they had received warning that an attempt would be made by friends of Chester to liberate him while he was being returned to Kansas City. John Hagen, chief of the detective agency, which brought about the Chester arrest, left here early tonight in an aeroplane for Broken Bow to participate in the hunt for the fugitive. So John Hagen, chief of the detective agency, he's flying around in a time when flying around is not so common. No, no. He's living a... Uh, Jet set. Mm-hmm. I mean, pre-jets. Jets aren't even a thing yet. So, and that's the end of that article. That's all you need to know. So, these are quick, short. Yeah. Yep. Let's. Uh, what's on the business page? Let's go to the next page here. Let's see what's happening. Mm. Who's making the monies? Surprising. There's nothing on like the the flu or like the the war. Hmm. Well, the war's over. Well, still, like, there's, like, repression. Rep- like, they just signed the treaty, like, this year. Yeah, true. Well, let's see. Japanese menace in California, not threatening. Oh. We got that. I think we all know where that goes. Um, <laughs> let's see. Ooh, salesman is killed when auto plunges over bluff. Vader. Like com- Darth? Comma... W. Maybe Wyoming? Vader, Wyoming, perhaps? November 16th. C.F. Holzwit. There's a name for you. <laughs> Salesman of the Escanaba Manufacturing Company of Escanaba, Michigan, was killed here Monday when the automobile in which he was riding with a companion, W.A. Sheilas, skidded in the mud on a bluff two miles south of here and rolled down a 200-foot embankment. Sheilas escaped serious injury. Wow. What's a bluff? It's like a cliff. Yeah, I think it's a cliff, right? Let's see, bluff geography. Because I'm really glad we have this hot spot, you guys, because we would be lost without it. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a bro- Imagine people have to look like no stuff yeah. here without. Maybe, maybe. Yeah, maybe that's why they're making such bad decisions. Maybe, maybe. <laughs> they don't fucking know anything. <laughs> maybe. A- it's a bluff a drop that's just um, like it doesn't have water at the bottom of it a bluff is a type of broad rounded cliff most okay, bluffs okay. border a river beach oh. or other coastal area okay all right um let's see here okay oh, we've got an ad for healthy young womanhood oh hello how do we are there any this? ads in this new yeah 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 okay. we, got, we got ads let's see what uh, we can sell you here the tendency to constipation oh. begins with girls as they approach maturity what? Ladies, just so you're aware, uh, as you head into your autumn years, uh, just know that this is going to, the pipes get clogged, right? right. Mm-hmm. And that is the very time the mother should watch that the important function of daily elimination is regular and normal. Great advice for wow. anybody. Stay regs, okay. right? I like the way they put that. But it's well, especially specifically for women. The mother. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> My men didn't get constipated. Listen, dad's not. Don't talk to dad about it. He doesn't. Yeah, he's got his own issues. Y'all have like free flowing. <laughs> no, come on. A man's diet. Give me a fucking Same. break. Man, th- uh, many thousands of mothers who have daughters will tell you 
they give only Dr. Caldwell's syrup pepsin. Okay. A teaspoonful is sufficient to relieve constipation and its commoner symptoms such as headache, bad breath, biliousness. What's I think that's that? a case of the farts. Okay. Yes. Uh, loss of appetite and restless sleep. Should I do more of like an announcer's voice for this, I guess? Yeah, Maybe yeah, Put yeah, some yeah, uh, like advertisement music behind it. Syrup pepsin is a compound of Egyptian senna and other simple laxative herbs with pepsin and pleasant-tasting aromatics. And a 60-cent bottle is enough for many months. Eight million bottles were bought at drugstores last year, the largest sale of the kind in the world. Dr. Caldwell's syrup pepsin has been on the market 30 years, and there must be genuine merit behind it to develop so large and steady a sale. That's interesting logic there. If it's been around for this long, it must don't must fucking be question good it. Good but it's only for women. Yeah. Oh, of course. Okay. Buy a bottle today, and you will quickly see why it is so popular. Try it free. Send me your name and address, and I will send you a free trial bottle of my syrup pepsin. Address me, Dr. W.B. Caldwell, 513 Washington, Monticello, Illinois. Well, he was advertising his own medicine. Yeah. He says, okay. He's a, he's a go-getter. He's his own pharma rep. Fuck yeah. <laughs> Everybody now and then needs a laxative. And it's well to know the best. Sure. Write me today. <laughs> That's a tagline, Penny. <laughs> <laughs> that would get me worrying. Okay. Oh, uh, boy. Well, Everyone now and then selects. <laughs> wise words. Wise words. Absolutely. Um, oh. Ladies, I have another uh, advertisement here for you. Mm. Danderine. <laughs> Danderine. That's right. Girls, save your hair. Right. Make it abundant. Immediately after a danderine massage, your hair takes on new life, luster, and wondrous beauty. Appearing twice as heavy and plentiful. Heaviness, of course, being a key component to your hairs, correct? Yeah, you want to make it like look like there's volume. Right. I mean, your hair is looking uh, very heavy tonight, I must, if I can say. I mean, looks great. Thanks. Yeah. I tried. <laughs> is it the dandery? It I must be. Did you dandery massage yourself? Okay, okay. <laughs> Don't let your hair stay lifeless, colorless, plain, or scraggy. You, too, want lots of long, strong, beautiful hair. Strong, of course, so you can send your tresses out the window and your gentleman caller can climb up those, right? Right? (laughs) Or, you know, something good to hold on to. If I could only describe the look Catherine just gave me, uh, uh, I would be glad this is an audio format. (laughs) Anyways, 35 cents for a bottle of delightful dandering. Fresh in your scalp. How much was the... um, the laxative medicine. <laughs> ah, that's a good question. I don't think he said. Maybe, maybe uh, what's in uh, the dandering? I mean, mm. perhaps these things are actually interchangeable. Um, let's see. Uh, it stimulates beauty tonic, giving it a thin, dull fading here. That youthful brightness doesn't say. Interesting. Mm. Mm. Interesting. I feel like baking mm. soda or some shit. I don't Is that know. Good. I don't know. I just made that up. <laughs> Let's see. We've got a sale on uh, fall suits and overcoats. Great mm-hmm. to know. Great to know. Half price. Mm-hmm. Let's see what else we have here. Mm, let's see. We've got a... Ooh, there's a column. Okay. The Haskin Letter by Frederick Haskin. Mm. This one is called The Bewildered Eater. Yeah. Okay. Washington, D.C., November 9th. Sad and confused must be the man who tries to eat scientifically in accordance with the information he finds in the public prints. Mm. Every few months, a new dietetic 
diet dietetic god and a new salvation is offered him south beach diet anyone right right, right. yeah 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 it's I always mean, these something. problems go back to the Keto. 1920s yeah oh of course goodness. uh and a new salvation is offered him and each one seems completely to displace the old one some of us can remember back to the time for example when buttermilk was to make new men of us all <laughs> Me- well ladies pay attention uh, many persons of the older generation still retain a faith in buttermilk as a prolonger of human life, which is like unto the faith of a little child in Santa Claus. Mm. So at this point, they did at least acknowledge Santa Claus was a fictional character. Uh, spoiler alert to anybody who believes in Santa Claus. Sorry about that. Uh, but more recently, attention was diverted from buttermilk to a mysterious thing called the calorie. <laughs> Lots of people thought a calorie was itself something to eat. But the more sophisticated grasped the idea that it was a unit of heat or of energy. Right. I think, I mean, you guys are working in the yes. sciences. That's totally accurate, That's right? True. 100? Yes. Okay. Yes. You need a certain number of calories in order to do your work in the world, and too many or too few will ruin you. The <laughs> calories counter, who computed the number of calories in every dish set before him, became so common that one great chain of restaurants placed the number of calories in parentheses after each article on its menu. Wow. What? Which restaurant was this? It was McDonald's. Have you been to McDonald's lately? No, I don't know. I just made that up. <laughs> just because I mean, now it's commonplace. Tried. It's common to right. put the, the deets on there. Yeah. So nothing is new. <sighs> learning here. Apparently not, yeah. Uh, then still more recently, the calorie was eclipsed in popularity. Okay, buy calorie. Get the fuck out of here. By a still more mysterious case of things known as vitamins. Oh. Um, vitamins? Vitamin with an E. <laughs> or vitamine. Okay, okay. Catherine, you would know them as vitamins. Mm. Vitamins. Oh, yeah, sorry. Understood. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait till we visit your land. <laughs> a vitamin we gathered was not a unit of measurement like a calorie, but an actual substance which was necessary to health. Interesting that these were the these were the revelations that it's they were having. A bunch of breakthroughs. Right. Wow. It occurs in milks, oh, eggs, okay. fresh fruit and veg. Right. We ourselves went into the matter with many experts and set forth the facts in detail in these columns. So if you guys I mean that's the end of the column? No no no. Oh there's more. Yeah, oh there's oh, plenty this more. This from the longest article in this <laughs> Oh, yeah. No, it's it's actually, it's like several. Oh. I mean, we won't read the rest of it. Uh, let's see. Let's go. To, let's skip to the end. Let's okay. see what, how he wraps this up. In general, the problem of eating is not so terrible as it seems provided you have money enough and sense enough to procure a varied diet. Mm. The more varied it is, apparently, the better chance you have of getting the food elements you need. Next to variety... Perhaps the best rule you can follow is to eat foods as much as possible in their natural states. Mm. Whole grains are very hard to get in this country, and the lack of them seems to be the most serious problem of our diet. But whole fruits and whole vegetables and meats not overcooked will supply much of what the cereals lack. Mm. End of column. I feel like um, the advice is pretty common through the times. Mm Mm-hmm. You think, that's from uh, pretty, pretty solid <clears throat> advice, yeah, I would yeah, say. I would say. Yeah, a little bit of everything. Yeah, yeah. a little bit of everything. Mm-hmm. Don't overdo anything. Yeah. Um, and, you know, obviously yeah. we found ways to complicate that, too. Of course. But that's okay. That's what we do. Right. 
Uh, guys, uh, great news. Another uh, wonderful reduction sale. On, uh, hard, <laughs> of... Hart Schaffner and Mark's suits and overcoats. Oh. Again, very big. I mean, you know, we've seen photographs. You can pile up now. on those dress shirts that you... <laughs> I do love a good dress shirt. You may lack in it's the future. True. It's true. And I'm so big on like tweeds and all that. Right. I mean, back mm. back now, like that's just standard-ish, you know? Like, exactly. It's not hipster wear. Okay. Uh, let's see. Let's do... Oh, great news, everybody. Piano prices have been lowered. Yes. Yay. To the very limit at Orton Brothers. Orton Bros. Sensational reduction sale of pianos, players, and grands. So you two can have a piano that, when you want to move, will be impossible to get rid of. Mm-hmm. You actually have to pay people to take the piano out of your house. Does it, is it, would a piano fit in our um, rock machine? Ooh, that's a good question. We could probably maybe tie it. Mm. I mean, it's got a... It's got a um, lash it. Do we have a shrink holder? Have we able to... We could uh, lash it, yeah. Have we able to design a shrink ray? Um, that's technology that we haven't quite developed yet. I mean, if you have insight I mean, into that, you we developed the time machine. Let's see. More prices are reduced. I mean, it's a time of great sales. This is the pre-holiday. We're clearing out the old stock to make room yeah, for the new. You okay. know. Okay. Um, there is a cartoon there. There is a cartoon. Let's see if it's funny. It's called Penny Ante. I like it already. And we've got a bunch of a uh, bunch of fellows here. Well, Catherine, why don't you? Why don't you tell us what you see here? Okay. Can you? Uh, yeah, yeah. Make so, the cartoon funny. Oh, I don't know about that. Make you funny. Like, yeah, there's a bunch of fellas sitting around playing poker, I believe. Um, the tagline underneath is "A run of luck." <laughs> wow. <laughs> hey, Eddie. Uh, can't you put something in to stop this guy's run of luck? Uh, well, after looking these over, I gotta make a little bet about two chips and let y'all in cheap. <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> cheap. It is getting laughs. <laughs> Can't you bet just one? <laughs> yep. He's gotten them all right. Sounds <laughs> a bit London, to me about that. I'm from the south or from like London. <laughs> <laughs> I can't tell oh, by right. that expression. y'all. <laughs> that guy makes them every time. I never saw such luck. Bah. bah. There's no use of anybody trying to win a pot with that guy in the game. Yeah, and he's got my regular seat too. I'd like to know what license he's got to. Be over here anyway. I don't get it. That is the end of the. (laughs) Do you have to look at it to understand it? No, I don't believe that. No, I mean. There's no visual clues. No, 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 uh, nothing that speaks to me. You had to be there. Okay, (laughs) yeah. Interesting. I mean, I. I mean, it was a fabulous reading of of a cartoon. But can we just stick on um, Catherine's English slash. (laughs) Southern drawl. <laughs> no idea why I was doing that. Well, to be fair, this is it's written phonetically. Yep, he's gotten them all right. Like I mean, gotten them is one word. Yeah, exactly. I was trying. <laughs> well, I mean, it wouldn't be a southern. Montana's in the north. I mean, it's definitely not London. That's <laughs> true. Maybe this is syndicated, though. Maybe this is. Uh... Okay. Oh yeah. See, this is from international. F- 
feature service. So that's probably very well could be from the bloody times or something, right? right? Goodness. Right. By the way, Gun Club to hold big turkey shoot here next Sunday. Of course. Just wanted to keep you. Back then, guns were alive and kicking. On to that. Also. Oh, here we go. I think you'll remember this. Dennis Chester, Denny Chester from the front page. Mm, He killed somebody. He did. Basically, for this edition of the snooze, if we mention anybody that we've already mentioned, they killed somebody somebody. or have been killed. Mm. I hope he hangs, says woman whom Chester knew here. Alice King, whose identity is concealed. Alice King is in scare quotes, right? Okay. Tells of Kansas City acquaintance. I hope to God they catch Denny Chester. If he murdered Florence Barton, I hope he hangs. Mm. I believe now he is a criminal, and I want him punished for his crimes. The misery he has caused me has all but made me insane. So people are always... It's a razor-thin line between murdering somebody slash slipping into insanity. Mm. Mm. Okay. uh, If anyone ever had reason to wish that retribution might overtake an evil man... I am that person. Since this man was arrested here 10 days ago, I have not slept and I have scarcely eaten. If I have to continue in this torment of fear that our friends and my own and husband's people will learn that Chester came here because of me and misconstrue the facts, I do not want to live. Mm. Uh, The woman known as Alice King, whose friendship for Denny Chester led to his arrest in Great Falls for the murder of Florence Barton of Kansas City, made this declaration between sobs at her home here Tuesday night. Her appearance seemed to confirm her statement that she had not slept and had eaten little in 10 days. (laughs) So rough. Yeah, thanks, newspaper. (laughs) She was not lying. She... Just and then the rest of the story we have to believe by default because just because she looked rough and she said that she looked rough yeah you know like she was corroborating her own story right which and she, makes the rest of it she didn't true. use the hair tincture tincture right. to you know mm, she no. hadn't she let herself go right. she let her yeah. whatever that product was lapse dandarine. the dandarine <laughs> that's the one Chester left Great Falls last Sunday in the custody of three Kansas City detectives and escaped by jumping through a train window at Broken Bow, Nebraska, Monday evening, writes. But here's the story. I met Denny Chester last summer at Kansas City at the home of Mr. and Mrs. Fred Roberts. I knew the Roberts in Omaha six years ago, and last summer I went to visit them in Kansas City, where Mr. Roberts and Chester were supposed to be in the garage business. In the garage business. Presumably mechanics, but also, what if they're just building a bunch of garages? Maybe. You need a garage? Call those guys. Why not? Call Roberts and Chester. Also, we have a petrol station. Could be. Mm, Yeah, could be. For sure. Because at this point, 1920, we definitely have autos all over the place. Mm. We can go out tooling. Uh, I did not know that Mr. Roberts was under police surveillance until a few days before I returned to Great Falls last August. Nor did I know that Chester was under suspicion for anything until I received a, a letter, I'm assuming a letter, from him sometime after I returned. Chester and his wife and two children were frequent callers at the Roberts home in Kansas City, and I came to know the family fairly well. They were going to drive through to Los Angeles and wanted to come by the way of Great Falls and bring me, then go to California. But a short time before I left... I discovered that the police were investigating the Roberts' mail, and I came home as soon as possible by train. 
The woman was interviewed in the presence of her husband. Of course, I mean, you can't do anything without being in the presence of your husband. Who was told the entire story of his wife's acquaintance with Chester immediately after her return from Butte. The man Roberts is believed to have been with Chester on the night of the Barton murder and was later arrested. He is now in the Kansas City jail. So he was found. So he jumped out of the window and he was found. I thought he was lost still. Mm. I think it's the other guy. Yeah. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Um, So he is still on the lam, as far as we know. Okay. Oh, by the way, that the Gem Theater must be down the street. Playing high class pictures for less is their tag tagline. Today only, Bill Russell, Mm. a bright and breezy Western comedy drama with Big Bill. Well in the forefront of the screen from beginning to end. Wow. Which carries an individual appeal to young and old. Also, Snub Pollard, that's a human's name, in Fresh Paint. (laughs) Which is apparently the name of a film. That we should probably look up and watch sometime. uh, Yeah. Oh, wow. Also, there's another theater, the Imperial. Mm. Home of 100% pictures. Okay. <laughs> As opposed. No sound required. Okay. Mm. No smells. And what's running in mm. that in, in that theater? Last times today, the newest Western star on the screen, arrival for Mr. Tom Mix. Do you know who that is? I do not. Okay. I'd... But we do know that he's a big deal because arrival to him, I mean, that means something, mm. right? And his name is Buck Jones. <laughs> And the screen sensation he is in the movie Forbidden Trails. Beneath that, also playing Snub Pollard. Snub Pollard. In Alias Aladdin. (laughs) I want to check out this guy, Snub Pollard. Snub Pollard. We'll look him up. We'll look him up later. But you know what? Why don't we finish up our... uh Finish up our drinks here and, you know, head back to the... It's a good Coke. The time machine and, you know, go back, just kind of gather ourselves. I mean, do you guys feel good about Great Falls, Montana, 1920? I never thought I'd be here. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, Now that I am, I have not much to say. Um... But I hope everyone stays safe. Like, stop killing each other. It seemed really difficult to stay safe. Yeah, like, everyone was just kind of dying... Or like the mind was caving in, like We're going crazy. Oh, yeah, time. I don't know how hmm. I feel about. But then I don't know how I feel about 2020 either. So it must be a well, true. I mean, we got you know, some QAnon lady was just arrested for murder, and you know that's just right. as nutty as any of this shit. Absolutely, if not more so. Yeah, definitely. Hmm. Um, guys, I think. Do you recognize our boulder? Mm. Where's the bibber? Oh, that's right. Let me just get it out of my pocket. Yeah. Oh, there it is. There it is. Okay. Hey. Great. Great. Oh, I think something shat on our boulder. <laughs> oh, well, I mean, it's just a hologram anyway. No okay. big deal. So just sure. you know, buckle in. You know, they, you know, this is, we're not driving. We're traveling through time. So yeah, we've had some Where drinks. We we spiked our drinks. Well, well, we're gonna go back to 2020 real okay. quick, and then we'll do go from there. Stop. Yeah, 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 yeah. So okay. we'll do that. Whoa. Ooh, feels good to be back. Kind of, I, kind I, of, I, I don't yeah. know. I don't know. It kind of smells funny now. <laughs> I don't know. It's weird. Should we, uh, should we check in with, let's just check in with the local billion people. snooze. Mm. Let's, what? I said the additional 5 billion people. On yeah. Oh, uh, yeah, 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 right. <laughs> yeah. 
Uh, Catherine Sherlock, can you let us know what uh, the actual local snooze item is? File under snooze dossier type, heists are and otherwise. Okay, you know what? Coming off of October when it was just all ghosts and right. ghouls and hauntings and all that shit, it feels good to normalize with a little bit yes. of museum heist information. And this is actually coming to us. This is a, a follow-up to a story we've already talked about. Uh, coming to us from the Brisbane Times, because why not? Uh, three arrested over $1 billion German mu- museum jewel heist. This is Dateline uh, yesterday, mm. November 17th. Berlin. Oh, by Emma Thompson, Thomason, by the way. Uh, police raided apartments across Berlin early on Tuesday and detained three people suspected of involvement in a jewel heist at a museum housing one of Europe's greatest collections of treasures. Thieves forced their way into Dresden's Grunes Gewölbe or Green Vault. We did. We talked about this in November last year and got away with at least three sets of early 18th century jewelry, including diamonds and rubies. Bling. Police search. Sometimes they didn't sell it. Like they had it with them for like a year. Like these thieves kept. Maybe it was too, maybe it was just too hot. Billion mm-hmm. dollars. Maybe it was just. Mm-hmm. Police searched eighteen apartments, garages, and vehicles for the jewelry and other evidence, including digital data, clothes, and tools, mostly in the city's southern district of Neukölln. The police force said a total of one thousand six hundred thirty-eight officers were taking part in the operation. That could cause serious traffic disruptions through the day, it added. So, over 1,600 officers, it's hot. Wow, that's... That's um, the heat around the corner that they're talking about. mm -hmm. The uh, three German people were arrested on suspicion of theft and arson and will appear before an investigating judge later in the morning, the police said. The force said the arrest took place in different parts of the country without going into detail. And then we get a recap of what happened there. So, just some resolution there. I'm glad they got, got them. them. You know? <laughs> Sometimes, you know, the snooze desk, we, you know, back. we love how bold the, the jewel thieves are and the and the art heists and all that stuff, but we also like it when, when things Do go back to where they belong. Well, like, you know, like there's so many movies that glorify thieves while the mm-hmm. jewel thieves. Is that like, um, you know, that was real weird. <laughs> well, we, like this guy Somebody just walked by the by. studio window. Oh. Um... <clears throat> Like, we glorify these jewel thieves. So, like, would you rather be the thief or the cop? Like, I don't know. Like the, I, don't, the, I just want to like, watch a movie like about it. Danny Ocean. Why can't yeah. I like both of them, you know? Yeah, I suppose. Why can't I admire the chutzpah of both of them? You can. You can. And to wrap up this evening's first edition of season four of the Fourth Dimension Snooze, it's our own Trishman Ike with our new segment called word on the street hey shrish what's the word on the street what's the word the word on the street guys i think um is hopeful mm. okay you know why no well um we're coming to the end of 2020 Oof. yay um hopefully things are gonna get better next year mm. there's uh, signs of a, a vaccine mm. from two different from places two different, well three now oh okay okay um it's christmas around the corner so that's mm-hmm. always the season of what's on your list what's on my list yeah <laughs> okay <laughs> i think christmas can be all right i think you've already <laughs> answered it all right all right <laughs> um Good and um i'm just feeling in general hopeful about uh you know being done with this crappy year more mm-hmm. than anything else all right um and that's all i have 
That's the word on the street. That's the word on the street. And this has Stay been hopeful. Mm. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. <laughs> we'll work on it. Hope, right? Hope. We'll do it. <laughs> oh, and then we don't have your Agent Orange in uh, in the office anymore. Um, Agent Orange in the office? Your American president. Oh, right, right. Um, that happened. Well, I mean, he's still there. It's the issue. Well, is, you know, you know I won't be happy till he's out he's of like there. Physically out. He's got to get the fuck out of there. Okay. That's my house. I pay for that house. You right. get out of there. That's true. And don't. We'll see what happens. Okay. We'll see what happens. Just okay, don't okay. underestimate anything. All right. Yeah, yeah. Shit's crazy right now. Right. Yeah. But all in all, I feel things are looking up. Yeah, I'll follow that. Okay. All right, let's okay. do it. We'll see. We'll see how this. <sighs> Trish, thanks so much. You're welcome for coming back. I try. You walked. It was very cold outside. <laughs> yeah. And you came over anyway. That should be the word on the street. That's the word on the street. It's fucking cold, cold out. <laughs> it is Iceland. To be mm, fair, it is Iceland. They, they give you a fair warning, I suppose. Catherine Sherlock, mm, you didn't have to walk quite as far because you just no. lived down the street. But I appreciate you making the trek anyway. Ah, thank you. And for, as always, keeping it classy. That's <laughs> what this is all about. And until next time, this has been the news that was the lazy news, the sleepy news, the stupid news. A little something we like to call the snooze. Yes. Mm-hmm. Good night. Good night. Good night.